What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Very excited for today's show myself because we get to sit down uh, with my good friend, uh, Dr. Christopher Owens. So I got to know him the last couple of years. We were working in a, another chiropractic office together and we got laid off in March because of COVID. And now he and I split an office uh, in the same gym. Um, so he has his chiropractic office. I have my nutrition and rehab practice and so it just works out really well and so we're involved with a few things together so fun time sitting down with doc uh he talks about so his his business practices um the chiropractic has been open since about april and he's doing pretty well business is growing uh and he is involved with uh some more muscular work and he doesn't just adjust but works with muscle tissue a lot and he talked about that being one of the key things that some chiropractors are still missing out on today uh, and then he's involved with a company called Simply Nano uh, so we kind of each have that venture but he talks about his side how he got into it why he got into it and where it's taking him out and where he plans on taking it so with that I know uh, Tim you've gotten to be around Doc a few times how was it uh, being able to get him on the show finally? Yeah, I enjoyed this conversation with, with Doc Owens. Uh, you can just tell he's, he's the type of person that genuinely loves helping people. And you just feel better after talking to him because he's been through a lot. Uh, he know he knows what servant leadership is like. He knows what it's like to provide value to people. And I mean, you can just tell he, he loves doing that. He just loves making people better, uh, either through his business or just through friendships with, with us. Um, so I really enjoyed the conversation. He He's a military man, so he he discusses his motivation to join the military. Uh, he, was in, he was in the Marines, and he talks about his leadership style, because he was in charge of the growth and development of, I can't remember how many young men, he said, but um, a group of young men in the military, and um, how he adapted his leadership style through everything. So I thought that was really cool to talk about. And then he really gives some, some compelling stories about uh, what life was like uh, in the Marines, and it's he paints a very good picture, and um, I, I was compelled. Like I, I didn't talk that much during this interview because I was just <laughs> I was soaking it all in in terms of what he was he was saying. So uh, he talks about that. He talks about the skills that he's taken uh, from the military um, and how he's kind of transferred that to his business uh, as a chiropractor as well as to his family, uh, being a, a husband, being a father. Uh, so he really touches a lot of areas in this interview, and I, I know a lot of people, you, you're going to feel changed after listening to this. Uh, so without further ado, episode 148, Dr. Christopher Owens. Dr. Owens, greatest chiropractor in the Indianapolis area. Thanks for joining us. Well, I don't know about all that, but thank you well, for that. Well, that's all right. I, I know about the, all that, because you all that. Um, intro yourself for the people a little bit, uh, your background, um, I know you were in the military, so I'd like to touch on that too, but kind of where you're from and, and a snapshot of how we got here and we'll, we'll kind of fill in the gaps and weave and bob along the way. All right. Sounds good. So I was born and raised in Columbus, Indiana in 1983. Um, I graduated high school in 2001. I tried to get into the Marines immediately, got disqualified for a heart murmur. Um, and was actually lied to by my recruiter. Um, so I went ahead and said, okay, that's, this isn't my calling, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Uh, lived with some family members, went to IUPUI, or IUPUC. 
saw my another best friend of mine graduate Marine Corps boot camp out in Camp Pendleton and kind of was like, all right, I'm going to do this again. And I just waited till my two years were up. Um, after two years, MEPS gets rid of your medical records. So I just waited and went in and said, do you have this? I said, nope, and got in. Uh, rest was history. So I was in the Marine Corps Infantry uh, Reserve from 2003 to 2011. Uh, my decision was based off of, uh, I, I really did try to get in right after high school, but 9-11 just secured it. Like, mm. you know, Kennedy said, that's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. I felt that was my calling. My dad was in the army during Vietnam, um, received a bronze star and a whole bunch of other medals. And I never even heard that story from him before he passed. So it was, um, it was my time, it was my calling. Um, two tours, 2006, 2007, uh, 2009, 2010. Uh, got out 2011, decided I was going to go back to school. I got married and did have no idea what I wanted to do in school. Uh, I got hurt after my 2006-2007 deployment, um, it was a very dynamic deployment, and I was healed by a chiropractor after two visits. So I was really interested in chiropractic care, decided to go ahead and shadow him. Uh, his name is Dr. Nathan Frazier, he's down in Columbus, Indiana, call him the Cairo Kid. Um, he is, Great human. Yeah, he's got, he's got a good facility down there, uh, he's one of my greatest mentors. Um, he's been there for me since day one, was at my graduation. Um, and still helps me to this day. Um, but yeah, so after getting that getting that kind of treatment, I was like, wow, this is without pills. I was like, I kind of like this. Uh, shadowed him, shadowed another doctor in the area, uh, Dr. Joe Kunzer back in the day. And I was like, okay, I think this is what I really want to do. Um, but I got deployed again. When I came back, I was like, all right, I just want a nine to five. I just want to work, be happy, live at home. I don't need to be in the fast lane anymore, or what I thought was the fast lane. And finished college, went to the corporate world as a third party logistics broker for a company called Backhaul Direct. Amazing company, amazing management. Loved the, the industry, uh, or loved the office, just wasn't in love with the industry. Got told about, someone told me about the vocational rehabilitation program, which is for disabled veterans. They can pay for your way to college. Gave it a try, got accepted, got accepted in the chiropractic school. I uh, departed for chiropractic school uh, April of, I'm sorry, March of 2015. Graduated in 2018, June. Was back here under a, another doctor for probably about six months. Decided that wasn't a good fit for me. Um, I was blessed to go work with Dr. Clark Scott at Summit Spine Therapy for probably about 18 months. Pandemic hit. Um, so I got furloughed there, and now I'm here at Premier Performance Method inside uh, Together Rewise Fitness with you at Optimal Fitness RX. And I mean, 2020 has just been a, a lot of people are gonna look back and say, hey, this was a horrible year. Like, there's a lot of horrible things that did happen, but in my eyes, I'm starting two businesses. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna become a CrossFit trainer. I'm gonna be, have my acupuncture license. So 2020 so far has just been an eye-opener for me and motivation for me. That's sweet. Yeah, I I kind of joke, but not really. I tell people I'm going to make 2020 my bitch. Right. It, it's taken over so many people, and, and we see the all the disruption, the unrest, the, the evilness going on. And it's like, you know, people aren't – they're worrying more about everything outside of their control. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely correct. Than anything else. And it's like if you guys worried a little more about what you can do for yourself – and it's like people like 
you got this juiced up unemployment, get another skill, like put yourself, you don't have to go back to college, but you can pay for great programs, get a quality skill and still make a ton of money and be, you know, valuable to hire. But we're blinded by everything else, the noise. So I'm glad, I'm glad you uh, put the blinders on a little bit. It's obviously been a pleasure knowing you and getting to yeah, be in the same space. So um, you mentioned you had two businesses going on. I want to get back to the chiropractic as well. But what's the second business you got um, in the works right now? So the second business I got, uh, which <coughs> you're familiar with, because as you are, you're a founder with me, is the Simply Nano. Um, I am a found. Both me and you are founding affiliates of a nanotechnology company that utilizes USDA certified CBD and glutathione to help people with their daily ailments and some pretty, pretty amazing testimonies. Uh, the latest one we had was a um, one of my best friend, one of my best friends from college, chiropractor. Um, he had a patient. She's a pharmacist. She has stage four colorectal cancer, and she's been through all of her therapy and chemo. And she started using Simply Nano, and it's helped with her pain so wow. much and with her anxiety and. She now, as a pharmacist, recommends Simply Nano to everybody. Jeez. Um, there's a lot. I mean, it helps with my wife's uh, anxiety. It's, it's assisted in my PTSD. It's helped with people's psoriasis. So it is an amazing company. It's a, it's a direct sales company. Never done anything like this before. Um, like you said, it was 20, I was going to make 2020 my bitch. And it's like trying to start new <laughs> things that I haven't done this year. So I started a chiropractic practice. Why not start a direct sales being a part, being direct sales, do something different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and for those who don't know, what is glutathione? You said it's in the in the right. the topical. What is that, and how does that help people uh, with the results you've seen? Okay, so the non-medical version is it is the main ingredient for the fountain of youth. Um, it he keeps you from getting wrinkles. It keeps you from getting brown spots. Helps you feel better. Um, the medical version is your body makes glutathione in its liver. As we get older, our, our liver gets damaged through, you know, college, high school, <laughs> post-college, Sunday, last Sunday. Um, <laughs> Oops. Or yeah, last Saturday, I should say, and Sunday. Yeah, we but, had a little fun. Um, you're, it, it has the less ability to produce more glutathione. And the only way to get the supplementation for that is intravenously, so inside getting a shot injection in your veins, or um, now us which before there was only intravenous. You can take it through the mouth, but it gets destroyed in your gut. Mm. Um, so like I said, that glutathione is that master antioxidant, reduces or decreases um, oxidative stress on your body, which externally can be seen through wrinkles, uh, brown spots, um, people age, you know, you can just tell like, oh my gosh, you know, your nose is, you know, as we get bigger, our noses get bigger, our ears get bigger. Um, and then, it also it goes around and collects free radicals and what a free radical is I try to tell people is like a half a moon and they're just going around in your body and causing damaging uh, effects so free radicals have been known to be a precursor to cancers to autoimmunes um, and glutathione goes around and caps itself onto it and makes it a whole radical and now it doesn't do any do any damage mm. so full disclaimer not saying that our company uh, simply nano cures cancer or anything mm -hmm. but we've had some great amazing testimonies of people that do have cancer that are saying that it's helped them yeah wow wow because yeah it's a lot of stress anxiety alone so if you can take a little bit of the edge right. off of course man wow 
Um, so back to uh, the military a little bit. Okay. Um, what are some things you've learned from the military that have gone and really aided you in every other part of, of life, whether that's personal, business? What are some things that you learned from the military, uh, especially because you, you led your own uh, soldiers as well, so you had a leadership role there. Uh, what are some key things from that experience where you use on a pretty regular basis um, in, in your everyday life now? Um, well, a couple things. One being obviously the discipline. Um, I'm always early. I well, When I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I hold that with everyone else around me too. So that is one thing that I got from the Marines. Um, second is leadership. Um, yeah, there's no guarantee for tomorrow. You don't tell your Marines, you know, I can't count how many times I had a parent, a sister, or a wife say, promise you'll bring my son, boy, or husband home. I'm like, I cannot promise you that because there's no guarantee. I promise you that I will do everything in my power and my training to educate your husband, boy, or uh, boyfriend, nephew, whatever, um, so that they have the best opportunity to come home. We are our first deployment, like I said, is very dynamic. 22 Marines didn't come home. They gave their life uh, selflessly so that we can do what we want to do. Um, Leadership-wise, I was under not the best leadership uh, my first deployment, my immediate leadership, so I kind of learned what not to do. And then my second deployment, when I became a squad leader, I was like, all right, I know what not to do. And I kind of emulated some higher-ups that I respected, and I started doing some things um, that, at the time, my Marines did not agree on. They did not like. Um, they were not allowed to go in, in the Chow Hall and the Marine Corps barracks or bases. There's a fast food line, so your burgers, your hot dogs, your fries, your chicken nuggets, you know, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And then there's the cafeteria line, um, and then you can get whatever drink you want. You can have soda, or you can have pop, carbonated beverages, Powerade, juices. Um, I made my Marines. Hey, you will go through the cafeteria line. You will not go through the fast food line, and mm-hmm. you will drink water. Um, there's no reason. Now, if, when they got cut loose at night, they and they were out enjoying some adult libates, or you know, they <laughs> wanted to. One of them was just love Mountain Dew. Hey, you can do what you want, but when you're under under my command, on my time, this is how we do things. Um, I made them come when they ever wanted to do something. They had to come to my hooch, knock on the door, and talk radio, because they weren't very good at talking radio. Talking radio is a lot different um, than us right now talking radio. Okay. So, um, there's a point where you know you have to make sure that you or the person you're calling is receiving you and you got to be able to make sure like you you say hey I'm done so like you say over that means I'm done talking waiting for your response out means I'm done talking I'm not I'm not waiting for you um, if we need to uh, get on the radio immediately you do a break 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 you do three breaks that lets the people know on there like hey quit talking something important's coming over someone's you know in a firefight or something giving grid coordinates, um, responding, you know, my name on the radio was to Charlie Actual. It wasn't Sergeant Owens, I didn't say Sergeant Owens. You said, hey, you know, Legion COC, Legion COC, to Charlie Actual, over. Send it to Charlie, or send it to Actual, or to Charlie Actual. Uh, and I would say, Roger, be advised, our SIT rep, which is situational report, or FIT rep, uh, which is, well, not really a FIT rep, but like a pause rep, which is a positional report, a FIT rep's a fitness report, but. Then you send that up, and then you tell them, Roger that. You know, that's why you hear me say Roger that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made them come to, to my door and knock. Um, and I also, w- <sighs> there's this one time, 
that my unit as my squad was like, why does Sergeant or I was a corporal at the time? Why does he never uh, PT with this? Um, I PT on my own, and they don't understand. Like when you're out, you guys get cut loose at eighteen hundred. You can drink your beer, your Mountain Dew, have your cigarettes. You you know you dip, stay up, talk to your wives and stuff like that. I've got to wait to get orders. Sometimes those orders don't come down from higher to higher to lower to lower to lower down to get to me till like one o'clock or twelve o'clock at night. So now I got to sit there and make a plan for the next day. Now, I decided that I wasn't going to wake everyone up like my team leaders and have the team leaders go wake their uh, Marines up to say, hey, we're moving out tomorrow at this time. You need to have this ready. I said, just let them sleep. We'll get it in the morning. Or just an everyday, you know, frost call roster or, or anything. So I was, someone's like, yeah, while you guys are sleeping, I'm still working. I'm still up. Um, and I still get up when you guys get up. I just don't go PT with you because I just don't. So I went PT'd with them one day and we ran up to a hill and I said, okay, here's the deal. We'll all start on this hill at the base. Any of you guys beat me up this hill, I will start PT with you every single day. Bold. Yeah. You had a lot less sleep than them. Uh, yeah. And I was like, all right, go. All right, Lord. Um, and I did. We took off and I had a good lead on everyone. Of course, I was still 135 pounds wet back then. Mm. And, uh, oh, not 135, I was probably like 170. And... I heard some footsteps behind me and I was like, nope, not happening. So I kicked in the afterburner and the Lance Corporal Todd was like, I almost had you, Corporal. I'm like, you did, but almost so it doesn't count except in horseshoes and hand grenades. And I don't see any hand grenades around this range. Yep. So um, <laughs> yeah. I also did another thing. I made them hate. I, I took a, a, a chapter out of Remember the Titans, one of my favorite movies. I made them hate one thing, me, mm. so that they could come together. Because we have some augments from another company so another meaning that not all Kilo 324, there was some Charlie 124 or Bravo 1224 with us. So they were new guys. So think about like in Mighty Ducks 2, good movie, mm -hmm. and you got the four new people coming, you know, the cowboy, the, you know, the hard rock guy from Chicago, the goalie, like they were the outsiders. I didn't want that. I split all them up. Like you're not a team. You're going in this team and you're going in this team and you're going in this team and you're going in this team. And soon, you know, I was noted as the worst squad leader. <laughs> which was fine in my book. When I got overseas, um, we were not in a very dynamic um, tour, my second tour. We basically sat on the, uh, the border of Jordan and um, Iraq at a place called Cop Tribule, which is kind of like a forward base. Um, we had basketball goal hoop. We had ping pong table, two gyms, chow hall. I mean, we had, I mean, it was basically kind of like an oasis. Mm. Internet, phones. So while on post, they had to sit eight hours post, I had to sit inside the building in the COC, which is the center of uh, uh, control. And I was a sergeant of the guard, and I'd have a corporal of the guard. Well, you know, I let them talk on the radios. Hey, you guys want to play a game? Um, we would play Who Would You Rather? And it would be between, you know, Kate Beckinsale and Jessica Alba. Oh, oh, I'd that's rather, tough, dude. That's mean I know. to ask. It, it got pretty, oh, it got pretty, uh, I, I, th I think at the time Mila Kunos was like the top one that everyone let, I, I let oh, them do it. Okay. I was like, eh, um, not gonna lie. I was, I was a hopeless romantic then. So I was always writing in my, if I wasn't doing anything on our secret computers, I was writing in my journal to my now wife, Jessica. Yeah. Um, it worked. It did. <laughs> it did. Um, but then I would, then I started taking you know, hey guys, we're gonna do a rotation. Do you guys want anything? What do you mean, do we want anything? 
do you want something from the chow hall? I'll bring it to you. Um, uh, 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 yeah, can you bring me? Not sure me, if they should uh, say yes or not. Yeah. <laughs> can you bring me a honey bun? I'm like, yeah. Do you want it warmed up? And they're like, oh, extra oh, service. This, this is a joke. I'm like, no, I'm being serious. I set posts before. I know it sucks. Mm-hmm. Then one day we had extra wings. I said, hey, to the combat cook, I was like, what are you going to do with those? He's like, I'm going to throw them out. I'm like, don't throw them out. Can I have them? He's like, you going to eat all those? I said, no, I'm giving my boys on post. Leftovers turned into from wings. Then he started making soup every night for my squad. And then steaks started appearing. Oh, wow. So I started giving my Marines food on post, kind of, you know, time over. Because when you're out there for eight hours, it's cold. Um, you're drinking rippets, which are like monsters. Um, they would take a case out almost every night. I'm like, you guys are nuts. Jeez. Um, you get, you know, you get bored out there. You're sitting in a box and your job is to stay vigilant. Well, it's hard to stay vigilant when you're freezing cold and you got all your gear on. You can't take your helmet off. And you can't take your yoke collar off. And you got to be on the gun and you got to be piercing your eyes out there because you never know. Right. You can't be complacent. So I give them something to keep them going but not take their mind out of the game. Uh, and I actually, the last one, the last part of that, this was, we were told that we had to do classes every day because we, we had a lot of downtime. And I was like, I'm not making my Marines do classes. This is ridiculous. So I pulled them all in the room. I said, hey, listen, what do you guys want to do more of? Wish, what do you wish you had more time to do? And they're like, kind of looked at me. And I was like, no, 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 it's not your question. What do you want? And they're like, I want to be on our phones and our computers more with our girlfriends and wives. I said, fine, boom, you're done. Every day we're going to have a meeting. We're going to talk about the classes that, we, uh, that we're supposed to talk about. I'm going to give everyone three bullet points. And when if the gunny or the platoon sergeant, which if he's listening, sorry, you just learned something new. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If they ask you, hey, what'd you learn today? You give them those three same exact bullet points. It's like, we're all on the same team. Things will run smoothly. We'll be good. And you guys can have your extra time. I was quickly went from the worst squad leader to the most favored. And I, I told them, I was like, you know why I did that before we got here? And they're like, no. And I was like, I wanted you guys to come together. You guys are a solid group of 12 guys. You guys have each other's backs. I've seen it numerous times. Now... We're in theater. We're not, we're not hooking and jabbing like we were the first one, which they were upset about, and I, I understand. But I told them, like, hey, at least you can go back to your room every night knowing about, without a shadow of a doubt, about 99% of the time, since this is not a good or not a dynamic deployment, that that Marine that you're on post with will be there tomorrow. I didn't have that. I didn't know if I was coming back to my first deployment. The ratio is we were either getting killed or wounded twice the way the rate was going when we first got there. Jeez. So... Leadership, discipline, um, time management really um, was, a, was another big thing. I constantly need to be doing something. In the Marines, if you're, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean, right? <laughs> uh, so what are you doing? And if you said nothing, you're in trouble. Mm. Like you should be like, I'm about ready to go clean because there's always time to clean. There's always time to clean a weapon, clean a barracks, clean a squad bay, clean toilets, clean whatever. Um, Get your gear ready for the next day. Uh, tight your pack down. Clean it. Um, you know, for, for heaven's sake, some of the guys I had to say, hey, did you do laundry this week? Oh, geez. No. Okay, guess what? You're not going out on Liberty this weekend until I see all of your laundry and I want it folded, military style, on your rack. And once I inspect it, then you can leave. Now, they got it done pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, so time management was like a big thing for me. And that's why, like, I always say, like, you know, hey, we need to be here at a certain time because, you know, if I'm meeting somebody, that's their time that they're putting aside the day to see me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be late for that. 
on right. the show. I'm like, I'm here. So I would say time management, leadership, and discipline are the biggest things that I use now in my practice too. Wow. Man, you've, uh, you've been through some things. I've been through some things. Yeah. Um, you said your first deployment was a lot more dynamic to your second. Your second, you had you know, basketball, ping pong. What kind of changes happened to where it kind of, you just completely flipped the script a little bit where it's more casual on a deployment versus uh, a one prior? Well, you got to think of the time for one. So, you know, the big push, Fallujah was in 2003 to 2004, I think. Um, you had the the hanging of the Secret Service members off the bridge, Blackwater mm. um, Bridge. Um, that was during, I think a little bit after that, and for all my history buffs that are listening to this, the Marines do not judge me because when it comes to dates and, and stuff like that, I just don't have that brain power anymore. <laughs> um, but it was a time, it was 2006, 2007, uh, during our deployment, we lost 22 Marines and 136 injured. Um, and we took the city of Fallujah and gave it back to the Iraqi police and the Iraqi army because they'd lost control of it. And we moved out of the city and moved to an entry control point. Um, it was, I mean, you, you didn't go outside and play basketball. My mom sent me a volleyball net with badminton, baseball glove, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this because you don't go outside because you're going to get mortared. Oh, dang. Um, to go to the bathroom, you had to go outside to the outhouses. There was times where our outhouses got mortared. There was one, I remember Sergeant Thompson, or Thomas, came in, heard a ch outside, walked out, and there was a 30 millimeter uh, mortar, or 30, yeah, uh, mortar right there. Jeez. He was like, oh shit. It has to be cordoned off. People, EOD has to come out and de uh, defuse it. I had a, a mortar hit my uh, actual post I was on hit right in the sand barrier, it didn't go off, thank God. Um, the sand barrier would have collected most of it, but it probably still would have rocked me on my butt. Mm -hmm. They had to come out and you know go through that and make sure that it doesn't explode on, because it's a live ordinance. Um, so you just didn't go outside. Um, we didn't bounce with you. Full disclosure, we didn't go outside to pee a lot. We had, <laughs> uh, what we call piss bottles. And for all of my Marines listening, um, you're gonna know what this is. For all your civilians, you're gonna be like, oh, this is really gross. but. When you got to go, you're drinking so much water and losing, you know, that's the only thing you drank over. There was no pop. There was no, and there was, but you didn't drink it because it was, Arabic, well, they had Arabic style Mountain Dew. It just didn't taste right. Uh, hmm. Like Arabic right now, just something about it, it didn't taste right. Uh, even the Coke, Pepsi, but you just drink a lot of water. Well, if to go outside, I have to put my flak, I have to put my Kevlar on, I have to get weaponed up and go outside just to wow. piss. And a lot of us are like, fuck this. So we started taking, over there they give you water and liter bottles. So okay. you just filled them up, threw them behind the sandbag wall that was in your room. And then at night when everyone was mostly asleep, you, and they would come around and get the trash from your room. You put them all in, a, in the bottom of the trash uh, barrel, put trash bags on top of it so no one sees it. Cause sometimes that got inspected when they went out. I mean, they're everywhere over there. It's it's kind of disgusting, but yeah, you just didn't go outside. You didn't, yeah. you didn't want to. I mean, at that point, like I said, I I kind of made peace that I wasn't going to come home. Um, we were going out every day, getting you know hooking and jabbing, shot at, um, IED attacks, everything. My senior year of college, I thought it was bad. We had a couch. We threw all our empty beer cans behind. We'd be playing 
it was our drinking right. game room, and we just empty it, throw it behind the couch, empty it, throw it behind the couch. But we weren't pissing in them. No, I thought that was nasty. Yeah. So <laughs> well, and also there's no sewer system in Iraq. Oh, okay. So wow. their their streets are lined with urine and feces. Um, Jeez. So this there's two smells in this world that are very distinct to me. Iraq, because when I came back the second time and I got off the plane, I was like, oh, yep. <laughs> we're, back. Exactly, we're back. We're back. And we're back. And uh, a dead body. Like, you smell it. You're like, like in Bad Boys 1, dead body. Like, Jeez. you can smell it. Wow. Wow. Um, what was it like when you were in the military? How much change did you see when administration changed here politically was there much change did that have much effect um resource wise anything like that did you see much change when politics changed over here no because i'll tell you why i came in in a bush administration i got out during obama administration okay so all the good things that were going on with the with the military like when we were getting out i was like wow we're getting new packs wow we're getting new field jackets that actually match our camis now so we're not out there in our deserts with woodland field jackets I'm like okay this is tactical you want to blend in or not uh i got an m4 instead of an m16a2 service rifle i got an m4 pec or night vision everything everything started upgrading when i was getting out i was like well what's going on here why am i getting out they're getting all the cool toys um it was because that was like you know as you know it Anything that gets done in uh, politics takes a while to get done. Mm. And so that was like what Bush wanted and to get done. And it was just finally starting to, uh, hit, uh, to trickle down to us as an infantry. It. You can't get any lower than, to be honest with you, uh, in the Marines. I'm not saying lower as in respectable because it's the opposite. But like where the money is than infantry. Got it. If you break up a dollar bill between the four branches, the main branches, Air Force, Navy, Marines, and Army, it's like that. The Navy or the Air Force, I forget which one, gets half. Oh, well. So that's 50 cents gone. Um, the Then the other Air Force or Navy gets like 25 cents. And then the Army gets, let me do my math real quick, 20 cents. And the Marines get five cents. We got hand-me-downs from everybody. We got our old Army weapons. Now, I will say this. We shoot better with them than they did. Ooh, shots fired. No Shot, pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> Literally, but now, now, why? Why is that? Uh, training. So, another thing people always say they always say Marines is the worst uh, branch. Now, unless you're in, or you have somebody that's been a Marine, and why is that? Well, because we're competitors. We're at have the longest boot camp. It is very, and I will come out and be bluntly say it's very brainwashing. Mm. Um, it changes you. They break you down from a civilian fragile tower, and they start building you up as a strong concrete base of a, of a Marine. Um, attitudes change. Things that matter to you change. Um, it was the first time I ever had to, a- I had to ask permission to speak before I could ask permission to use the bathroom. To be told no, to be like, I literally just asked somebody to talk and then I asked somebody if I can use the restroom or the head and they told me no. And now it's turn around and go back. I want to go, I couldn't go use the restroom. I couldn't bend down and tie my shoe when I wanted. I couldn't, sometimes couldn't even drink water when I wanted. It was all, all in command for a while. I've told you about the uh, time when we were in the, 
the shower hall or the shower rain we call it the rain room because it had rain trees in it which were showers with multiple heads on it and they would say okay turn the showers on wet your right arm turn them off soap your right arm up turn the shower back on rinse it off you're done like Jeez. yeah there's plenty of times i had you know itchy arms and legs and everything because i didn't get all the soap out but you just don't go oh, i'm not done because then you're gonna get ah. you're gonna get tossed around for a while so out of sight, out of mind is just is the best thing. Got it. In boot camp, um, but yeah, like the Marines, we just we're we're comp- uh, the camaraderie is thick. And I'm not saying there's not camaraderie in the army. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying about that in the Navy. I'm not dogging on my uh, brother and sisters branches. There's something about Marines, and the, everyone will say it. Y'all are a different breed. Mm. You can get to drive around, and I guarantee you're going to see more Marine stickers, more Marine. Um, license plates and more marine flags flying than you will army navy air force together Um, yeah i can probably say i I see more marine yeah and we are everything marine i'm also a part of the marine corps coordinating council of indiana right now Um, i sit on the executive committee as a secretary so i'm not active in the marines anymore but i'm active within the marine community um we've been doing some really good things we just helped a homeless marine um raise some money to get him like he needed like an X amount. We gave him like X cubed. Oh, wow. Um, do the resources. We had now, not through our personal resources, because we're the coordinating council. So we coordinate with other uh, entities like the Marine Corps League, Marine Corps Foundation, uh, Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. And we also tossed in some of our own as well. But that's, we're all like that. There's not a lot of Army stuff out there. There's a lot of veteran stuff. Um, and then the last thing is you go on a base. Remember, uh, okay, so I'm going to quote our favorite movie, Top Gun, when they're playing volleyball. Dangerous. That is not, you do not see that on a Marine base. Maybe two on two, maybe. You go on an Army base or Air Force base, and you see them all out there in their PT uniform with their uh, glow belts around them, which we have to wear glow belts too when we PT. Like 12 people or eight people, nine people, whatever, playing volleyball or basketball. You don't have that in the Marines because it will be a fight. (laughs) <laughs> it's straight it will be a, a uh that's out that's a foul no it's not f u f u punch kick throat punch blood choke now someone's bleeding or hurt or you know you know now someone's getting in trouble too it's always how it goes so marines just stay to like two to four a pack and just keep it simple so if you're losing checkers you'd flip the board over before you lose 100 <laughs> percent. god that's great i flipped some tables in my life yeah um, i don't doubt it now when we were overseas, the second time we didn't do a lot, we used to flip a uh, wall locker on its on its face, and we would play poker. Oh, okay. Um, our good friend, or my good friend, and as well as your acquaintance, uh, Christopher Schneider, um, was one that we would always put on a poker ta- uh, poker table at night. Sometimes we had two, and that was about the only time I've seen a lot of Marines sit around in one area and do something. The cards we can do, money we can do, but I say that's want- more objective, right? Than oh, this was out and it's in the sand. Just give you a, a, a like a uh, point of view. We had mandatory fun day my first deployment. We were all packed up, drove, driven to the beach, got out, and they said, "Go have fun." And we just look at them, and go, "What do you want us to do?" Wow. There's no alcohol. There's no women out here. It's a marine beach. What? Do, what do you want me to do? You want me to stroll hand in hand with my? Uh, a gunner down the what do you want it, it was it was like why are we doing this hmm. uh, i think it was a check in a box to be honest got it um our first workup we didn't get a lot of time off 
barely got any, but I'm glad we didn't because we got the hardest mission. And if we didn't, I may not be here and we would have lost maybe more than 22 Marines. Wow. So yeah, Marines are, we're, we're, we're a different breed. Yeah. I think differently than most people. And, and a lot of people always say, you're, you're a Marine, aren't you? <laughs> How? Why? Because I'm bald. <laughs> uh, no, you just have that like mentality stance on yourself. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I can accept that. Yeah. Just as long as you guys know, I'm just a big, gentle teddy bear. I love it. I absolutely love everything about it. Love it. Um, so the coordinating council, do you guys just help You know, when Marines are in a real bad spot? What are some other things that that, that council does uh, throughout the area? Uh, so like the... Um, right now we have three pillars. We have support, celebrate, and coordinate. Um, celebrate's all about the Marine Corps birthday. Um, we have the big 250th coming up, um, mm. and we want to make it big. We want to paint Indianapolis blue, red, and gold. Um, we're talking huge. Wow. Um, that was our big um, plan before COVID. Uh, we want to do other things within the year to help with that because Marines, we just get together on November 10th. Day after, or day before Veterans Day, and we just party hard and celebrate our birthday. And if you've never been to Marine Corps Ball, you should go. Are we allowed to go? Yeah, hmm. you can buy tickets and go. Further, pretty rowdy. They are definitely pretty rowdy. Um, they are fun. It's just an all-around good time. And um, but yeah, like that's our big celebration. And do I need to take a girl if I go to that? Um, you're more likely would want to because probably every other girl there is with a Marine. Mm-hmm. And even if... The, I, don't, I don't play that game yeah, with anybody. You don't want not, to, but, you know, are you looking at my girl? What's up? Mm-hmm. And then next thing you got a platoon of people like, who is this guy? Then I got a problem. Tim, <laughs> you'd be able to go. I got a problem. I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll go. I th- we'll go one uh, here in Indy when we can have more. I don't think we're going to have one this year because of the COVID. But... Uh, we have uh, the coordinate. Coordinate's like, all right, I'm a Marine uh, disabled veteran owner, a veteran business owner, sorry. Um, I'm on the list. I'm on the list if someone's like, hey, we need to coordinate on health, fitness. Hey, Dr. Owens is a, is a Marine. He should be leading this. Um, and, and Or like financial advisors. Everyone that's got a, a civilian job now. They're once a Marine, always a Marine. And then support is... In this circumstance. So we have different funds set aside. Uh, during COVID, when it hit big, uh, we served lunch. We purchased food from a local um, restaurant slash bar, uh, Red Lion Goggins, I believe, uh, down downtown. His father was a Marine, or he was a Marine, I forget. I apologize. My memory is not the best. Um, but there was a Marine tie there. And he said he would love to do it. And we paid for three employees' wages that month. Mm, this wow. is right when pandemic hit and everything shut down. And then we fed the VA nurses and um, doctors at Routabush, which is here in Indianapolis, and then South Bend, and I believe Fort Wayne as well. Wow. So now when people need help, like I said, we're the umbrella. We're the coordinate. Like, hey, you know, Marine comes to me, I need some money to pay my bills. Hey, let's get you over here to the Marine Corps Foundation and set up for that $500 grant. That will help you. And we'll go to the Marine Corps League, see if they have their grant available. Um, what do you need? Why, why don't you have a job? Um, oh, I can't find anything. I'm a server. Okay, well, I know plenty of places that will hire you just because you're a Marine. Mm. I know those people. I'll call them. I'll get you a job. That's kind of the support part. Got it. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice you can still stay involved and, and 
not have to do the theater part right anymore. You, you've done that time, right? Yeah, yeah. it's fun. But I mean, some, I still miss the theater part though, because you know, some you know, get around the Marines. It's like, man, I miss it. I'm gonna go shoot bad guys every so often. Yeah, <laughs> this is a camaraderie. Yeah. Do you ever engage with people? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who's this guy talking? He hasn't been here the whole time. <laughs> no, You've been taking he, the lead on all the questions. He's a good listener. Oh. He's a yeah. Good listener. No, I, I've Ladies. been at all. I've been at all just listening. Yeah. I was gonna ask you. Do you deal with anybody who is considering going into the Marines, or anybody who's younger, or does anybody ever reach out to you for sure advice? Yeah. So, like, what are some of the things you talk about with them, or would you give advice to someone who's considering? I give it to him straight. I do not feed the recruiter bullshit. Uh, you guys have you have a friend named Shelby mm-hmm. who is uh, interested in Bud's training. I've kind of talked turkey with him and said, hey, man, this is what you're going to have to be able to do, and this is what's going to happen, and it's mm-hmm. going to suck. If this is something you still want to do, then just rock and roll. Mm-hmm. It, a SEAL is not a Marine. A, a Marine can be a SEAL if they go through Navy training and stuff. So I'm not taking anything away from the SEALs because they're the elite the elite. Um, I'm not taking anything from the Marines because I love being a Marine. I don't want people that see Top Gun and think that that's how it's going to be because mm-hmm. it's not. I don't want people to see Battlefield Los Angeles, even though it's got some pretty epic parts in it that are correct. <laughs> um, and I always tell people, hey, you want to see what a, being a Marine is really like? Go watch Jarhead. It's not that great of a movie. It's not that great of a movie. Yeah. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. That, that was pretty much besides a little bit more dynamic, my first deployment. Like, you know... Um, and not to ruin the movie or anything, but at the end they have like they've been training their snipers. They've been training this whole time, and then they finally get to go, and then they get called off because some high brass wants to come in, set up his lawn chair, and bomb the whole thing, like and take all the credit. But at the same time, it's like what you've been training for. Um, that happens a lot too. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, hey, if you're really considering the Marine Corps, and I always ask them, and this I ask a lot of people this now in, in my business world, what's your why? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to be a Marine? Oh, my father was a Marine, and I've grown to respect him and love him, and this is the only path. Hey, cool. Um, I'm tired of getting picked on. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit. Because you ain't going to boot camp and getting not getting picked on. You're going to get picked <laughs> on even more. Um, but it's going to build you. I, for say, was not a... I didn't get picked on in high school, but I wasn't the most popular. Um, I was kind of that kid that would come up to the crowd of people talking and then kind of get pushed out away from people because there's more people came because I wasn't in that group mm. until I found my own group. Um, but when I got back from my first deployment, there was a, a piece in the Republic down in uh, Columbus about, we had a combat journalist and he just followed me. I don't know how I got chose, uh, but he followed me and there was good pictures of me overseas and uh, they told us what was going on and when they heard people from Indiana, hey, another Marine died today from Indiana, another Marine died today from Indiana, another Marine died today and it's like, you know, holy crap. Uh, when I got back, people would be like, hey, I didn't think you had that in you. I, I respect you so much more. I'm sorry for if I ever say anything hurtful to you in high school or something like that. Um, buy me a drink. They're trying to buy me a drink. I'm like, you don't have to buy me a drink, man. I'd be honest with you, you don't have to apologize. We're kids, we're high school, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I did this for you. I selflessly did this for you. So you could do what you want to do. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always tell people, you know, when you go, like, just make sure it's for the right reasons. Um, and it's not money. Cause there's, <laughs> no, there's not a lot of money in the Marines, obviously. You want money, go to the Navy or the Air Force. If you want to be around women, go to the Navy, go to the Air Force. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. If you think it, the, the closest thing to coming to Top Gun 
go to the Navy. Um, the slim, there's slim amount of pilots anymore anyways, mm-hmm. let alone in the Air Force. There's a very slim amount of pilots in the Air Force, even though this is the Air hmm. Force. They do a lot of air, tra- you know, everything else. But you just got to... You just got to understand, like, why do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I help people out all the time. They, if people talk to me on my table. It's funny. When you put someone on your table, they just feel so comfortable, and they'll open up to you about everything. Oh, their son's thinking about it. Can you come talk to you? Of course. Mm. Oh, revolving door. Let's go have lunch. Yeah. Because it's still my core. It's still my core. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not actively in it, it's still my core. And I want, you know, people that want to go, go. Mm-hmm. When people are like going for the wrong reason, well, you know, let me help you make a decision in your life so you don't make a mistake or I don't want you to hurt my core. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the the things that you learned from going through it all. Is there anything that you uncovered about yourself that you had no idea was there as um, you went through it? I, I know obviously you took things that you're helpful now, but like anything that surprised you and you uncovered about something? Um, I found out that I did have the eye of the tiger. Um, as crazy as that sounds, like I never had that moment in my life. Like um, Sylvester Stallone did in Rocky, and I remember walking up. So at the end of the Marine Corps training, this is another thing about our training. We have what's called the Crucible. You go off for three days. You get three MREs, which are horrible, um, and you get very little sleep. And you do obstacle courses. You do certain exercises. And then on the last, the morning of the last day, you walk up the the mountain. And at the end, it's called the ankle breaker. It's steep. If you don't have dorsiflexion, you will after this one. <laughs> and I had ITBS in both my knees. So that's ITB, uh, my ITB man was so inflamed from running and getting kicked and marching and everything. And my senior drill instructor was like, I wasn't a squad leader then. I was a scribe because I had good handwriting because I was a mechanical drawler in high school. Mm-hmm. So I had good handwriting, so I was a scribe. So I was kind of up front, and he's like, you know, he kept checking it. How you doing? How you doing? This recruits finds her. He's like, I want you up front with me. He turned around. We were the only platoon, platoon 3058 Kilo Company, was the only platoon that made it up to a certain spot, and then everyone runs up it. Uh, without having one of their members fall out. And he's like, we run from here on. And you come to the top. Who are you with me? And you hoorah. And you know, we go. I took off. I never in my life thought that I would be able to run, especially up this hill. And I almost pa- I passed all my squad leaders. And I got up by him and I slowed down because I figured, you know, I'm just be respectful. I don't want to go over this hill. It'll be like a great moment. And then get my neck reamed off because I passed my senior. <laughs> I approached the mountaintop. I was in tears. You know, there's drill instructors up there like, welcome to, you know, you used to get your EGA, your equilibrium anchor at the top. I didn't. I got it on family day. I think now they give it to you back at the top. And there's some drill instructors up there, you know, oh, crying little baby or, all right, welcome. You know, you, you, that was some hard training. Good job, Marine. Um, or recruit. They called you recruit. Um, that was a that was a moment. Like, I never knew I had that in me. I've never been pushed that far. Both physically because I was breaking down but mentally it pushed me to that next level um, and it just stuck with me ever since then I was just like look it can be done um, I used to be a huge doubter like I can't do this I can't I can't do 20 pull-ups I can't do I can't lift the bar and I you know two plates on it or one plate on it or you know 25 pounds whatever when I was younger 
after that day, I was like, no, it can't be done. If I can do this in the shape I was in, and we all came down with blisters the size of quarters on our heels, on our feet, on our toes. They told us to get out of our boots, get into our, what we call go fasters, it's our running shoes. And we all bed, we're all like prancing around. He's like, do you, do you guys wanna get back in your boots? We're like, yes, sir. Cause we already wore the blister into the boot. Like, and it felt so much better to have it on. We, docs were going around putting moleskin on um, our feet. We got jacked up pretty bad. So yeah, having that, uh, and I joke with the, the tiger, but having that inside me, I never had that erupt. Mm. I mean, it erupted that day and I carried That's it awesome. on. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, I want to transition to your, your current business, okay. your chiropractic business. But I want to start with um, how, how you have seen the industry. You've shadowed various docs. You've worked with and for various uh, chiropractors. What are some things that you see that are still going on and still going wrong within chiropractic? Um, that's a very good question. When I got into this, decided I want to do this, Nathan Frazier told me for a couple of things. First, don't get in this to make money. You'll get in this to help people. The money will come. Mm-hmm. Um, two, you're always, you're, you start on the clock, you end on the patient. Uh, which means you're walking up, patient comes to your door, they're bent over, you're helping them. Um, time, insurance. Insurance is the worst. So, I'm a cash for service. It means I do not, I am not in any network with any insurance. Uh, I am fully licensed. It doesn't mean I'm not licensed. I'm fully licensed. I have malpractice insurance. I have everything. I just don't do insurance because of a couple things. One, they cut so much. This industry is set up for chiropractors to survive, not thrive. Mm. Um, and other places I've worked, you had to see you know, patients for five minutes. That is asinine to me. I, I can barely do a full body adjustment in five minutes with someone that's not used to me adjusting them. Like Colin with you, yeah. You I got a land speed record yeah. on me. <laughs> um, but like people that don't know and I, and I don't know their spine that well, I know your spine pretty well, mm-hmm. you can't do hey. that. And I'm a therapy guy, I love, people need therapy, people need their muscles uh, reset and you can't do that in five ten minutes. You can't do that in fifteen. You can't even do it in thirty minutes. In my eyes. Um, so all my appointments are an hour long. Now if they just want an adjustment, they get an adjustment, and I'll work on it for like ten minutes. Um, and the prices are are then my initial exam is an hour and a half. Gives me thirty minutes to do red flags and educate, and then give an hour full of therapy. Mm-hmm. I want my patients walking out of here going. Okay, I may have to spend $125 for initial exam, which you're gonna spend 110 at any other chiropractic office and get 30 minutes of an exam and maybe a back adjustment. And but you know, I was in here for an hour, he explained everything to me, I wasn't in a rush, I got to do therapy with them, I got to adjust them where they needed to be adjusted, and they walk out here feeling better. And then after that, it's just $85 for an hour with therapy and 35 if you just want an adjustment. Um, the industry is just so ran and tormented by insurance companies. It makes me, it just made me sick. My last uh, position I was at, it was like I was seeing 60 patients a week. And I was just watching, looking, I mean, yeah, my services rendered were high. And yeah, my, my collections could get high. 
but oh my gosh, look at the overhead. I mean, I didn't have the overhead because I was an associate, but I kind of got the idea of what the overhead was. And it would cost us $62 to see a patient and we only made 68 off them. So you do the math, how many patients you go to see and make some money, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, and, and then the notes, like they, you have to tell a story with insurance. They're basically like, Colin needs treatment, prove me, or I don't think he does, prove me wrong. You have to write that story. Okay, they have to have this box, this check, this check, this check, this check, or they'll come back and deny you and you don't get paid. And you can't give, you can't give it to the patient. Um, so I was like, you know what? I just rather get paid for what I do and just help people. Um, I have another good um, chiropractic friend in this area. His name's Dr. Crooks. Um, he, I, I went and saw him for therapy. I loved his style of therapy. I model a lot of, almost to the table that I use right now, the techniques that I use and styles to his style. Um, he went to Logan. I went to Palmer. We both were kind of motion palpation guys. Um, he's an acupuncturist as well. I will be at the end of the year. Um, but he's just been a great influence. And he asked me one day, hey, you're thought about opening your own business, open your own practice. No. Two days later, I had a patient ask me while I'm at my table, hey, so how long do you think you're going to be here before you open your practice? Well, I plan on being here forever. That same day, Colin walks by me, hey, you ever thought about opening your own practice? <laughs> I'm like, all right, God, you're dripping on me pretty good well, here. You don't have to humble me that much. I'm not going <laughs> yeah, right. to. Dude, hey, the hair, the hair's almost there. I'm getting some Jesus hair. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I was like, okay, this is, this is a sign. And then, you know, like I said, COVID was a blessing. Um, I wasn't not happy where I was at. Um, uh, I think I was sustainable, sustained there. And I think God was trying to push me like, Hey, this is what I really have planned for you. But I know that, that you, uh, you're really comfortable where you're at. Um, so we're going to push you this way. Um, but yeah, the industry time and insurance is the worst, like pay for what you get. Um, and if, I mean, I've had some amazing testimonies in here um, of people, and that just warms my heart. I had a patient last week who couldn't do a push press for the longest time. I started working on her shoulders. <laughs> I left some bruises there um, as part of the treatment. And even her husband said, hey, are you feeling better? Like, the only thing I'm seeing is bruises on you. And she's like, yeah, I'm feeling really great. He's like, I can't believe you paid that much money for someone to bruise you. <laughs> I'm like, hey. This is all chiropractic, you know. Um, last week, she was able to do a push press with about 20 pounds less than what she used to initially do without pain. It was an emotional moment for both of us. Mm -hmm. She was like, I can almost cry now. I'm like, I'm crying inside and shouting, yes. Like, that's yeah. what makes me get up and go to work every day. A lot of chiropractors nowadays, they just get up to go to work every day for the paycheck. I got to pay my student loans. I got to keep the office open. I got to see as many patients. I got to see as many patients. I need more patients. I need more patients. There's sometimes here I don't make, I don't see a lot of patients during the week. I have a goal every month. So far I've hit it, but there's some one week I'm like, oh crap, I only saw four or five patients this week. That's not ideal. The next week I'm seeing 15 to 20. That's better. Still not where I want to be in the end all, but as well, as much as I can help get out there and help people, they're going to be like, hey, listen, I know you go to this chiropractor and if you're not getting help and if you're happy, awesome. And I don't poach other people's patients at all. 
um, if they want to come here and get the therapy and then they can go uh, to their chiropractor for the adjustment or what if they like that better um, but I just I love being with my patients I love all my people a lot um, it's hard for me to look at a clock and go all right, because I just get, we get talking and I learn their, you know, the kids' names, mm-hmm. you know, what their plans are, how they're feeling. I mean, sometimes we give each other advice. Hey, this and this and this and this happened. And she's probably like, you should probably grab a, a bouquet of flowers on the way home. I know I would like that if uh, that was me and my husband. I'm like, okay. And, uh, or, <laughs> you know, the Marine thing comes up. Hey, my son's thinking about going to the Marines. I'm, oh, I'm a former Marine. Do you think the Marine Corps Coordinating Council... Um, can use my assistance, of course, you know. So, yeah, the, with, in regards to your question, um, the industry is just the insurance is horrible. Payments are going down. Pre-authorizations are becoming more and more and being denied more. And people are just having to see more patients. It's just going to be, a you know, an adjust-a-thon one of these days. Like, okay, because there are chiropractors out there that just adjust. And they will see... 100 patients in a day. Uh, the only thing they're doing is they get four of them, they're open bay, they go walk through, cut, 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 adjust, 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 and it's like a typewriter, back to the front. Hit, 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 back to the front. Hit, 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 hit. And they'll work for, till they get to their 100, and then they're done for the day, or they'll work for three hours, and they'll see a ridiculous amount of people in three hours, take a three-hour break, because they need a nap, and then they'll work another three hours. So those chiropractors usually work 12 to 3, and then six to nine hmm. or they'll work like 11 to two and then five to nine or five to eight. But hmm. I'm like, that's a, I get it. You know, places like the joint, you just want to go get a quick adjustment, but I'm sorry. I just don't like the factory line. So that was my, my piece on why I'm a cash for service. Hmm. Right on. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the insurance also dictates what we can do with the patient. Some won't reimburse for cupping. Um, some won't reimburse for myofascial release. Some won't reimburse for therapeutic exercise. This patient needs it in my eyes. I'm here for the patient. I'm not here to, yes, I'm here to make money, you know, but I'm here for the patient first. This person, this patient needs this and this, this done. Well, if I don't get, if we can't pay for it, you just can't give the, you know, the farm away. We've seen how that goes. Like you just let care walk out the door and stuff. And you're like, oh, well, I did a good service today. Well, now your lights aren't keeping on or staying on. You don't want that. It's nice. It seems you you have no holds barred and you can do anything under the sun that you deem necessary. Yeah, Or or less if you deem that necessary. Exactly. And I'm licensed for everything. It's not like I'm like, all right, I'm going to sprinkle some holy water on you and (laughs) we're going to... Snake gonna, oil salesman over here. Yeah, right. We're gonna rub this on your spine. Father now, I, Christopher over here. <laughs> right. Like we're not gonna do that and, and make people like I have some different techniques that people are like I've never seen someone do this. Um, I've never done this kind of exercise. I've never seen this kind of tool. Um, and that's because I'm like, well, three-legged stool for my business. Patient preference, doctor experience, evidence based. What's the evidence base? What's the evidence saying? Um, I'm evidence based, results driven. So I'm like, hey, the evidence says to do this. I've seen it work. We're going to do it. Until that patient says, I really don't like that. I just, I can't, I don't want that to be done to me again. I say, that's your preference. And we won't do that. We're going to go around and we're going to find a different way for you. Hmm. I blind. 
Yeah, TBI moment. Yeah. Only, TBI for those only is traumatic. Minus the TBI. Traumatic brain injury. I, I have those a, a lot. I have had a few concussions in my day. Oh. So, a couple gnarly ones, a few minimal, but I've had a. What was I saying? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, you went to a Catholic school, right? Uh, yes. Did they have two uh, by fours for rulers? Those nuns? Is that where you got your concussions so, from? No, when I was in Catholic school. I've seen it's been pretty rough in there. I was a little young for the rulers, but in high school, went to Catholic high school. That was all guys, though. And that. More that would have gave me a concussion. More than being <laughs> bang my head on the wall. Catholic, uh, you were treated very differently. So you know, even the female teachers would would cuss you out if it was warranted. They'd light you up. Uh, no other teacher is gonna bat an eye at that. If the teacher had an issue with a kid, okay, you know, you learn discipline real quick. Freshman year, it was yes, not yeah. You don't say yeah, you say yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. That particular teacher, if some someone was falling asleep, you got an eraser to the noggin. Halfway across the room, he'd just throw an eraser at you, 100%. Someone would slam the book. You've seen that in like TV shows, movies. That's real. It's the big books, super loud. Um, you know, there's public shaming, which I think it has its place. Um, you know, so you... A lot of guys did not graduate. I should say a lot, but we had a good chunk. I think my I started my class was about two twenty ish. I think we graduated around one ninety. Okay. So, some is drugs. You know, every once in a while you get a random. You hear dogs in the hallway. Random drug checks. Uh, it's on the south side of Chicago. Is where I went to school. Um, so it was nice. I, I saw a lot of diversity, a lot of different cultures and, and backgrounds from people from Chicagoland areas. So I want to clarify real quick. You're on the south side of Chicago, right? Yeah. But you are a Cubs fan. I am a Cubs fan. Okay. Well, I, I was one of the few. I, I want to clear that air for everyone listening. Dirty White Sox fans. I dirty, dirty people. I don't know if I could have shared the same office with you if you weren't a Cubs fan. No, we, we split the IU and Butler, and that's that's peaceful. Yes. That's peaceful. Cubs and White Sox, I'm be fighting words. Yeah. I mean, I have a place for heart, uh, Bulldogs in my heart. That's the Marine Corps mascot, so. Yeah. I'll root for IU if I'm with you. Okay. And I'll root for Butler. Yeah. When I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're playing each other. Correct. Which Correct. That is war. It looks like it could be happening this year. I hope. Mm-hmm. They're I hope. opening up a season starting October, so. Yeah. So, yes. Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Yes. I had to put that in there. I don't want people to think you're a dirty White Sox fan. <laughs> no, no, no. Um... Yeah, that was tough. I was a Lone Ranger in that one. There weren't many Cubs fans because everyone was, a lot of people were Southsiders. Concussion number one, wore a Cubs hat to an event and everyone picked, got him and knocked him out, right? We weren't supposed to tell people, but oh. hey. <laughs> Statute of limitations, I don't think anyone would get in trouble. No. So uh, to your business, um, you, you started this. How soon after getting laid off from, from your old practice how much time did it take to really get things going, do all the behind-the-scenes work, uh, you know, get the, the legal sides of, of things nailed down? When did you officially open the doors to Premier Performance Method after getting laid off? Oh, wow. So I kind of set everything in motion without knowing about it. So even at my old office at Summit, I made, designed all the uh, exams, um, we had it, we had some there and I was like, I just think these are just not adequate. I think they're just kind of, you know, this doesn't speak summit. So I got on Microsoft notebook and made an exam. I use those now. Now, obviously I got my logo on them, but, um, 
I use, I made my own treatment notes, had that done. Um, when I used to be in the office, like, hey, we, we should think about doing this. That was me unconsciously saying, you need to go ahead and do that because you're going to start your own business here soon. And mm. that's just going to be one thing left or one thing less. Uh, legal wise, <laughs> NITMIC, NCMIC is uh, for uh, malpractice insurance for chiropractors. They're easy. Hey, I need to get some. I need to get malpractice insurance. How many years you been out of school? How many years you been practicing? Because you get a discount. Um, I did ask. Hey, can you back pay my old employer? I will pay starting now. I want them to get a refund. I'm starting over. Um, I don't. I didn't want. I didn't want to stay on their dime. That would just be wrong. And I'm, you know, they probably could. Eat, they probably enjoyed the extra thousand some dollars that they got back for right after COVID. And right after I got furloughed, um, let's see. I mean, it took me a minute to gather some funds. I'm not gonna lie. I'm one of the guys that used uh, the unemployment. I was on unemployment, and I used those funds to give me a table. Um, and before I had a chiropractic table, I had a massage table, and then I had the chiropractic table, and then I I just started. We opened June first. Yeah, so my first patient, June 4th, um, legally-wise, or I'm sorry, um, otherwise, like, you know, starting your LLC, Greg Jensen, who's a Marine JAG officer, Judge Advocate General, uh, good friend of mine, met him through the, through the council, and he was an awesome friend, and he said, hey, what do you, what do you need? And I said, I, I need to learn how to make myself an LLC. Can you come up with a name? April 27th is when Premier Performance Method was, was born, so my baby was born on that day. Um, he walked me through it on the on Zoom or FaceTime. Awesome dude. Took time out of his day. He's a busy dude. Like he's busy. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, getting talking with him soon too because he's about ready to start his own law firm and he wants to meet up. Uh, but yeah, it just it didn't take too long. So we got you know furloughed officially March twenty sixth. Um, so all of April, all of May. So about two months. Um, it wasn't easy. Um, I guess I think I gained 10 pounds in those two months. I don't know what to do. Um, I was like, all right, you need to start this business, but where do I start? Mm-hmm. Um, guidance from Dr. Frazier, guidance from other friends, yourself, uh, Dr. Crooks kind of put me in the right direction and it really didn't take too long. Now I'm not gonna lie. I've still got so much stuff I got to do. Um, I do not have a website yet. So looking for someone to do a website for me. Like, you know, just a landing page, five, eight, five to eight hundred dollars. I don't need something that's sporadic. I just need something that gives my hours and a little bio. Um, I haven't done that yet. I got business cards, we got signs, we've got, you know, now I got an elevation base for my table. I got another table at home, uh, new equipment. Um, it didn't take too long to get them going. Uh, I haven't profited yet. Um, I'd have, you know, collected revenue, but I have not profited yet because I haven't paid myself yet. Hmm. I probably won't. It took me about, I want to say about a strong for about strong thirteen thousand to start up. Wow! Um, now I've got eighteen in it because I bought the acupuncture classes, which is four thousand for my two hundred hours. But that was a necessity to start. Um, so, but yeah, with the table malpractice insurance, this is two thousand uh, dollars umbrella insurance. 
uh, pay a hundred dollars a year to get my new or hundred dollars every two years to get my new or my chiropractic license updated mm-hmm. so yeah it's been a it, it wasn't too long man it's beautiful what a run what a run yeah it's been an, an amazing i don't like running but I would, do, <laughs> I would definitely i mean i do in crossfit uh wads but i hate it like colin hears me all the time god bless it's yeah, 200 meter runs a day of course, Colin's out there, dun dee 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 hair bouncing perfectly like Matthew McConaughey, and I'm in here like, Ugh. oh, look at the look at the ground. Hey, shout out to the headbands there. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been an amazing run. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's I like to explain people, it's a jump. It's a jump, and you're scared to do it, but once you do it, man, the ride is awesome and wild, and you'll want to do it again and do it mm-hmm. again. And I think that's why I'm excited about having two businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing growth in both. Um, I've heard someone <clears throat> explain that entre- entrepreneurship is jumping off a cliff and building an airplane on the way down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, oh, shit. That's pretty good. Can't disagree with that. Mm. Um, but yeah, you, you built the plane. You're on your way. You're flying back up. Yeah. I've, I've got a Orville and Wilbur Wright plane right now that's uh, <laughs> keeping me off from uh, crashing and breaking everybody in my body, but I don't have that uh, 747 Boeing that I want yet, but in time will come. I mean, this is my, God has a plan for me, and so far I think that this is the plan that he wants, because every time I think, God, this is, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm blessed with you know four new patients, or I, we get uh, we get more founding affiliates and simply nano. It's like okay, okay, I'm I'm listening. I'm here. I'm still here. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just love doing his work. You know, I love coming to work uh, at this gym. T- uh, Together we rise fitness. If you're looking for a new CrossFit gym, this place is like a family. Everyone here is great. Um, I would might speculated when it came to CrossFit because we were always told CrossFitters keep chiropractors in business. However. It's no different than in any other lifts. Um, it's just people have bad form. People come in, hey, what were you doing? Well, I was on that one machine that the girls closed their legs on, but I did it reverse because I was trying to work my butt, and I think I pulled something. Yeah, it's because you're doing the machine wrong. It's not built for that. And or you have someone over there saying, all right, I'm going to do 80 pounds and tricep extensions, and I'm going to do 30 of them in three seconds. And like, okay, your form is way up. So it's just bad form all around, whether you're CrossFit, places like Orange Theory, F54, or F45, YMCA, LA Fitness. You know, it's just, you're going to have it everywhere. So this gym has actually helped me with my form. And I'm proud to be going, becoming a coach soon, along with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, extending my knowledge. I love learning. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Tim, I got like one or two more things before. Final, anything else you want to throw Doc's way? There's that uh, guy again. Has he been here this whole time? Oh, stop. I told you. So He's that good camouflage we, into the so wall. One, <laughs> God, dick. Um, one of our earliest episodes when we first started the podcast, um, it was called Two Ears, One Mouth. Because that was a bulk of conversation and how no one seems to use them proportionately anymore. It sounds like I haven't lately. Um, I've been stepping on Tim's toes. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> Too many man. questions. No. Um, but... You're just a good listener. Don't don't come at my partner. <laughs> question, not enough toes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I love your guys' podcast. Appreciate um, that. When you introduced Appreciate me that. to your podcast, yeah. I forget. Uh, Tim was the one that got me riled up. 
because um, <laughs> he was talking about a football player was uh, accused of raping mm-hmm. a college player or a college girl, and then she came out and said that she made it all up, and like essentially he was like he she just essentially ruined his whole life, and I was yeah. like. That's right. I'm like yelling in my car, like yelling at the radio because I had it on Bluetooth. And I was like, that's right. Oh my gosh, I'm so mad. I hope that girl goes in jail. Um, I remember and, you came in the office hot that day. I show up and you're like, Slanks. I go, oh, what'd I do? I just got here. Time to go home. I was listening to your podcast. Oh no, what'd I say? Yeah, that chick needs to go to jail, man. <laughs> who, who needs to go to jail? And what episodes you listen? Give me a little back, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, yeah, she needs yeah, to go yeah. to jail." <laughs> yeah, that that infuriated me because yeah. like he, he got out. I mean, he got cleared. He got out of prison, right? And he was training for the NFL, but at that point, it was too late. Like he, yeah, he's done. He missed like, his window. Yeah, he was a lineman. He's this, he's like a six eight lineman. And well, yeah. I mean, I hope that he's a a very spiritual person. To understand that just because he missed that window. God had a different plan for him, and hopefully yeah. he's found another door that he can get into. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, like your guys' podcast, like I laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, I mean, I'm a big fan of the intro music. I get pretty hyped up when I listen. Oh, that's to beautiful. It. Hey, this is Colin, and you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> um, and then when Colin goes off on his rants and starts talking, and then your guys' like little uh, acronyms, I forget that what you had some. Um, for like, oh, it's the daily something, or we're going to get with Tim at the end for the finals, you know? And I was like, all right, this is going to be good. And there was some time on there, Tim, that you were talking some spiritual stuff about people and the way they look, where their head goes when they talk. Mm -hmm. And you were preaching to someone me and Colin knew perfectly. And I was like, oh my God, this is that person. Like, <laughs> yeah. Tim, Tim is speaking into me right now, <laughs> and I did, I did that the next day too. I was like, "Slags, we got to talk." Remember, hey, remember this pocket uh, episode number? Da, 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 da. Uh-huh. Tim's talking about this during this time. Don't you think that's so and so? Yeah, I'm glad I was able to create that for you. Yeah, guys. Oh, it great. was, man. It was. You're. I mean, I know you do a lot of behind Touched the scenes by Tim. and edit. Yeah. There we go. PG-13, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we we didn't have to go there, but I'm just saying. <laughs> You've told me enough stories in the, Disclaimers. In the Marines. Yeah, right? You, you would go there. <laughs> I, I would definitely, yeah. I'm getting more comfortable in my uh, civilian days. I'll, I'll lay into some uh, some things. Um, I don't like to get too raw, but I'm still pretty professional. But with you guys, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, uh, anything goes on our show. You can make up words. You can say any words. I make up a lot of words. Yeah. But I apologize for my rants. Because <laughs> Tim always has good good insights. <laughs> appreciate that um, yeah appreciate you so yeah Tim anything else uh, to throw Doc's Doc's way I'm good on my end you can good go ahead and close out okay uh, I do have one more one more going too fast before our final question um, have you thought future plans for premier performance method growth scaling what what does it look like moving forward I know it's still it's in some early stages but have you made any projections any plans that you'd like to see any directions you'd like to see it go yeah for sure um man we were taught in school by um my motion palpation instructor like hey do you just need about 100 you know well he said a thousand square feet at one time but then one time he said you need about 100 130 square feet which is ironically what our office is now <laughs> yeah a table a speeder board and a way to take notes and you can help people make, and you can be a good chiropractor. And that's why I chose motion palpation because we're, that's our, you know, we use motion and palpation to find where the segmental restrictions are. Then you're already in that position and we just adjust you. 
and I just fell in love with that technique. And and the instructors in there are phenomenal. Um, so I like that I'm small right now. Um, kind of like with uh, my Simply Nano, our Simply Nano company, I should say. Uh, we're in pre-launch. This is kind of like pre-launch. Um, TWR did just open up a Westfield location. Um, now there is not a room there for uh, Premier Performance Method or Optimal Fitness RX right now. But next year when there is a potential for a relocation in Westfield, it will be added in, hey, we need an office for our chiropractor and nutrition coach movement specialist. Uh, I would love to be in multiple locations. I would love to bring another person on and be like, hey, what did you, you know, this is, I know this is what they told you in school, but like, this is, this is how I run things and it just works. Um, take someone under my wing. I love taking people under my wing and educating them and helping them. So I would definitely like to do that. Uh, as far as like a five-year plan, wow. So my wife has, and I kind of have like a goal to get back down to Florida. Um, I've got some friends um, that are in Palm Harbor that are doing this right now. Cam and Sarah, they're kind of got their like their own, you know, CrossFit feel. They're kind of their own. Uh, it's a little bit bigger than this. Uh, they're doing really good, and they're both phenomenal chiropractors. So there's things like that that I kind of like. You know, hey, I may take, grow it here, and then move and open another one down there, or maybe just take everything here and sell it to somebody and then take Premier Performance Method and go down there. Mm. Uh, to be completely 100% honest with you, I have a lot of faith and belief in my uh, Simply Nano founders um, and fellow founding affiliates, and I believe that our company is going to be taking off here um, and going public probably at the end of this month and then here in the next two or three years, that supplemental and residual income that we're going to be receiving. I plan on buying some uh, real estate, some rental properties, um, and that way kind of like solidifying like, hey, here's, you know, retirement. And when I, you know, someone's paying on this mortgage and they're paying me rent. And then one of these days, you know, I'll make, that's my side money. And then one of these days, like, hey, you ready to retire? All right. Or I'll sell all the houses or I'll just leave them for my daughter, Harper. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I have fully faith that Simply Nail is going to take off and I will be able to, as a chiropractor, be able to keep my doors open at a lower rate than I do now because of that company. And I'll help, I'll be able to help more people. Amazing. It's great. Amazing. All right. So our last question, final, which you've, you've experienced before. I'm good because I'm starving. Okay. Um, my stomach is hollering at dinosaurs. Right yeah. Now. That's why I had a sandwich before I saw we started. I jealous. Yeah. Well, I had an egg white shake before I got here. Yeah. I mean, I, I cooked, well, I had egg white shake and then I cooked four uh, fried eggs. So I'm going to have a shake after this too. Sometimes I have some good ideas. Sometimes I'm good at planning ahead. Sometimes. Sometimes. I drink all my, I, I usually have egg whites here at the office. Yes, I drink egg whites for those that are be like, what is this guy doing? Like, but <laughs> And this my man was stretching mid-podcast. We don't have a video today, but stretching yeah. mid-podcast. Hey. Practices what he preaches. Exactly. So I, I do study my, and Colin gave me the, the macros and micros that I need to follow. So I get them while I can. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Owens, when it's all said and done, and you're, you know, it's God has called you up, how would you like to be remembered? How do you want people to remember Dr. Christopher Owens? He was the she-at. 
and no. that's a wrap. <laughs> no, I think um, we're gonna clip that. We're gonna put that on the internet. He was the she. The she. You gotta put the she at. There's a. Uh, it's the reason why I say that. There's a funny video of chiropractors put together and someone was like seated cervicals are the shit and like so like we used to say that all the time it's called seated cervicals are the shit um yeah when i meet my maker um i want to be remembered like my father so my father and i which i could i totally understand now why um we didn't we didn't not get along we just didn't have that father son thing it was more like he would try to come in and try to talk something to me, um, like try something meaningful or heart to heart. I'd be like, "Yep, yep, okay, Dad, can you are you, are you about done? Because I want to finish watching this baseball game, you know, type of deal." Um, I kind of took that for granted then, and I wish I didn't. It's one of my regrets. So, my dad's name is uh, Mike, and at his funeral or his showing, they had to close. They had to. Sh- uh, shut down the the doors because there were so many people walking in. The line was extended. Like we have to start because we got another showing after this. Like half a Columbus came. It was ridiculous. I shouldn't say half a Columbus, but there's about there's over 500 people there. I didn't know my dad touched that many people. My they always said the same thing. Your dad was the most selfless person. He would do anything for you, anyone. He would give the shirt off his back. My dad would go to the grocery store and he'd be gone for hours. And my mom'd be like, "Where?" In-? I sent him down there for some chili powder <laughs> and we're waiting on dinner. You know, my dad cooked too. So he was like, well, they ain't getting eat until I get home. Well, it's because he would run into people at the store. He would talk to them. And I got the same old story all the time. Your dad always talked about you. Your dad always was proud of you. Your dad was always like, you know, he's going to do this. He's going to do this. He just needs help. He just, he just needs to be a little bit more motivated and doesn't need to listen to what other people say because I used to let people get in my head all the time. So... They always said, but that was the same story, and that he would always give him the time. Well, in the in the military, Mike's is short for time, and I thought that was kind of fitting, that the meaning for minutes in the military is, in, is the same as my dad's name. So, when I reach heaven and my maker, I want people to look back, and I want to be able to look back, and I want everyone to say, he always listened, he always gave me the time of day. Um, I do not want to get too political, but when the whole BLM and everything started, I said I would kneel with my BLM brothers and sisters. I will also stand with my brothers in blue and firefighters and first responders and, and veterans. And I always have two ears. And I reserve both of those for anybody. Um, so my wife does get on a lot because I'm on the phone. I'm on the go. You're always talking to somebody. Everywhere we go, you have to talk to somebody. We can be in Florida. You found somebody that you knew. We were in Pennsylvania. We found somebody you knew. We can go to the gynecologist. You find somebody that you know. Like How many times have you gone to the gynecologist? Oh, well, we had to go a couple of times. <laughs> I had a kid. We had to go for you know, a couple of things. Or OBGYN, you know, obstetrics and gynecology. Um, or you, I could just connect with people. Um, I learned how to do that as a bartender mm. and I just love giving people my time. You know, that's, that's important. That's something that you can't, man, I'm rich because I have a lot of time. There's some people I know that they're like, they're going, 
Um, we've had a couple patients at our other place. So you're just like, you can just, hi, how you doing? Yeah, I didn't do my exercises. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're patting their foot. And it's like, are, 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 are you that tightly wound? Am I taking up too much of your time? Like, I'm trying to give you a service here. I'm trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they look back and it's gone. Mm-hmm. I can put money in stocks, which I did because of Timmer's over here. And I'm actually <laughs> profiting. Uh, he's a good, uh, he helped me out a little bit there. Um, so I didn't pull out. I kept in Good. profiting. Um, PG-13, though. Yeah, PG-13. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just had TBI moment. Uh, you were talking about your time. You're very oh, Okay, sorry. Time. sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I can always get that money. When I put money in the stock market, um, when the COVID hit, it did good. And then it did bad. And then it did good. And then it did bad. And I was doing good again. I, it always comes back. Your time's gone. The time that I spent with you guys and I, I'm blessed by it. I enjoy it. I've really enjoyed it. Um, when I leave here, I'm going to be like, dang, I didn't want to stop. And then I'll probably text you or call you while I'm driving. Like, oh, man, well, you know, how do you think it went, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, I enjoyed that time. And I hope this helps some people out there. There's 100%. probably going to be some haters out there who say, okay, this guy's, you know, shut up. Or means they're doing something right. Right. Hey, I get hated on a lot. So, but yeah, I want people to look back and say that I gave them the time of day. And I would do anything for anybody because I would. Um Join the Marines. I'm, a, I'm one of the. I'd like to say I'm like one of the one percent, and that's not being like I'm a skill level. This is how many Marine infantry combat veterans do you know that are doctors? Hmm. I'm a chiropractor. Like I'm here to help people. Yeah. I help people doing. I have defended my country's freedom and put myself first before everyone else. If there was a huge war, which there was, and now I'm here working on people every day. I could have done some kind of sales and this slimy stuff and worked for a bad company and just to make a lot of money but I, I couldn't live myself with that mm-hmm. so yeah well doc I appreciate you, you I appreciate day, you man. appreciate me appreciate uh, you thanks for hanging with Tim and I today uh, that's that guy's name oh god he's such an you can't even compliment this guy no, <laughs> no good deed he's still, I, he's still here you're listening he's still he's here no go no <laughs> there good he is deed. he moved no um, I loved him he's just but, he's just uh, quiet today yeah but uh, I, I, I'm blessed to have you in my life uh, you become like well, family to me. I love you, brother. Um, so thank you again for joining us on the show. Won't, wasn't the first, won't be the last. Nope. Um, and yeah, you're changing the world one patient at a time, dude. So appreciate thank you. you. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.